by all your saints in warfare, for all your saints at rest. Your holy name, O Jesus, forevermore be blessed. For you have won the battle, that they might wear the crown. And now they shine in glory, reflected from your throne. All praise for light from heaven and for the voice of all. All praise for glorious visions, the persecutor song. O Lord, for Paul's conversion, we bless your name today. Come lighten all our darkness and guide us on our way. Then let us praise the Father and worship God the Son and sing to God the Spirit eternal three in one till all the ransomed number Fall down before the throne, ascribing power and glory and praise to God alone. And now from, we'll use the green book from here out. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart, and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto thee all my sins and iniquities, with which I have offended thee and justly deserved thy temporal and eternal punishment. 
But I am heartily sorry for them, and truly repent of them. And I pray thee of thy boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of thy beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you who heartily repent of your sins, believe on Jesus Christ, and sincerely and earnestly purpose by the assistance of God, the Holy Ghost, henceforth to amend your sinful lives. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Introit. I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. There is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me. O Lord, Thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and mine uprising. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. There is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Glory be to God on high, and on earth peace, good will toward men. We praise Thee, we bless Thee, we worship Thee, we glorify Thee, We give thanks to Thee for Thy great glory. O Lord God, Heavenly King, God the Father Almighty, O Lord, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, O Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, 
that takest away the sin of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sin of the world, receive our prayer. Thou that sittest at the right hand of God the Father, have mercy upon us. For Thou only art holy, Thou only art the Lord. Thou only, O Christ, with the Holy Ghost, are most high in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Merciful Lord, we beseech thee to cast the bright beams of thy light upon thy church, that it being instructed by the doctrine of the blessed apostles, may so walk in the light of thy truth, that it may at length attain to the light of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the conversion of St. Paul is from the first chapter of Jeremiah. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am a youth. For you shall go to all to whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Here ends the reading. The epistles from the ninth chapter of Acts. Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, 
Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. And the man who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was there, and he was three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias? And he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight, and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying. And in a vision he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him, so that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done in your saints, to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered the house. And leaving his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once. And he arose and was baptized. So when he had received food, he was strengthened. Then Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. Immediately he preached the Christ in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. Then all who heard were amazed and said, Is this not he who destroyed those who called on this name in Jerusalem and has come here for that purpose? so that he might bring them bound to the chief priests. But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who dwelt in Damascus, proving that this Jesus is the Christ. Here ends the epistle. Their sound went forth through all the earth, And their words to the end of the world. The heavens declare the glory of God. And the firmament showeth his handiwork. Alleluia, alleluia. I have shown you, chosen you out of the world. That ye should go and bring forth fruit. And your fruit should remain. Hallelujah. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 19th chapter. 
Glory be to Thee, O Lord. Then Peter answered and said to him, See, we have left all and followed you. Therefore, what shall we have? So Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you, that in the regeneration, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. Here ends the gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated. The hymn is in your book. It's hymn number 75. O thou who dost accord us the highest prize and Gerdin. Gerdin is a reward.
Thou who dost accord us the highest prize and garden, Thou hope of all our race, Jesus, do Thou afford us the gift we ask of pardon for all who humbly seek thy face. With whispered consecration, the conscience tells of sinning in thought and word and deed. Thine is our restoration, the work of grace beginning. New souls from every burden freed. For who if thou reject us shall raise a painting spirit. Tis thine alone to spare. If thou to life elect us with cleansed hearts to near it, shall be our task, our lonely prayer. O Trinity most glorious, shall pardon free be Sowing, defend us evermore, that in thy courts victorious, with love more truly knowing, we may with all thy saints adore. Our sermon text is from Acts chapter 9, verse 4 to 6. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Saul strongly believed, but he believed not the truth. Saul was zealous in putting his beliefs into action. But without knowledge, he zealously persecuted Jesus by arresting and putting Christians to death, those who are the body of Christ. Saul was not a believer, and he did not know the Lord. And so the Lord describes Saul's condition as kicking against the goads. A goad. 
is something that pricks or wounds or urges. It could be a stick that nudges you on or it could be an electrically charged prod that's used for goading and driving the cattle. If someone goads you on, they're prodding you, they're inciting you by means of some kind of unpleasant stimulus. When Saul is told by the Lord, it is hard for you to kick against the goads, God is telling Saul that it is useless to fight against what God has determined. God was moving Saul and desiring him to be an apostle to the Gentiles, and Saul was fighting with all his might to extinguish Christianity. Now, it's very hard to kick against the goads, that is, to fight against God. Today, uh, we might, instead of kicking against the goads, we might call it swimming against the stream or maybe even butting your head up against a wall. I quote from Martin Luther. He says this. Thus also it has been determined that this man is to be a shoemaker, that man a parish pastor, and yet another a preacher, etc. If therefore all these things, both our profession and our names, have already been determined and foreknown, then why does a man wander about in his opinions, attempting many things and desiring things that are beyond limits. Why does he act against his assigned station? For he does not accomplish anything except to bring greater and greater affliction upon himself. He is not able to dispute with one stronger than he, that is, with something that has been placed above him, and, quote, for all things stand according to a definite law. So, if the Lord has set things up, and he has placed us in our particular station in life, why, why do we fight against it? When the Lord has determined that things are to be a certain way, why do we think that we can change God? And as Luther explains, it just brings him greater and greater affliction. I would say uh, today most obvious uh, is the Lord has made you either male or female. You can fight against it if you like, but you'll never change it. And what will it bring upon you? Not happiness, but greater and greater affliction plays to many other things as well. I go on. Luther goes to say, the heathen also saw this, that human affairs are not carried out by the schemes of wise men, but they attribute this to fate, and even to fortune, but not to God. Well, we know differently. It's not just fate. He goes on to talk about Solomon uh, and, and his quoting from his wisdom, and he says, Thus also Solomon looks here at the very course of history, how things happen in the world. That is what he sees there. Men are not able to accomplish or attain what they desire and strive for. 
The reason is that events themselves resist it. They refuse to be dominated and controlled by our plans. If someone disputes with them and wants to break through and to push his plans so that what he has in mind will happen, he accomplishes nothing. The reality resists him. And God hinders him. Therefore, it is useless for us to kick against the goad, as though someone were trying to break through the wall with his head. For that which is stronger than he and higher than he resists his plan. And so we see that the Lord has set things up according to his plan. Um, And God himself is, well, directing human history in his own way. The conclusion is this. When you see, therefore, that all things have been established by a definite law, that would include your name, your profession, uh, your place in life, and you nevertheless refuse to be content with this, but instead you strive and strain against it, you will find that you are navigating against the stream. Today's Bible verse, Jeremiah. God comes to him and says, I have set things out. I have chosen you. You are going to be the prophet. And Jeremiah said, Oh, Lord, I am a youth. (laughs) Jeremiah, you can't kick against the goats. The Lord says to him, Do not say, I am a youth, for you shall go to whom I send you. More than that, the Lord says, in fact, I'm going to give you the message, and you'll you'll take this message. Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. I'm going to give you a law to speak against the unrepentant. I'm going to give you gospel words to speak against those who repent of their sins, those who are contrite. Uh, Jeremiah has business to do. And it would appear from the words that he has more law to preach than gospel. For he is to root out, to pull down, to destroy, and throw down. Law, 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 law. And then the Lord says, you're also going to build and plant. Gospel. But Jeremiah is sent. He is to do these very things. The epistle reading for today, Acts chapter 9. What about Saul? Saul is a chosen vessel of the Lord. The Lord has already determined it is to be for you. And so God comes to him, and he shines a light upon him, and he gets his attention, and he tells him, you're fighting against me. It's hard for you to kick against the goads. To where Saul understands, it is time to give up your fighting. It is time to accept your position in life. It is, if you are a pastor, you might as well preach. You've got nothing else to do. If you are to be a father, well then, buckle up and do your job. And Saul says, Lord, what do you want me to do? We go to the word of God and we listen. And we follow what the Lord is pushing us towards. When Saul... uh, uh, comes to, you might say, uh, uh, is blinded. God comes to Ananias, one of his preachers, 
tells him, Arise, go to the street called Straight. And Ananias initially responds, saying, I have heard from many how much harm he has done to your saints. Maybe you don't want me to do this. But it's hard to kick against the goads. And the Lord explains to him, No, you will go, and he will hear. That's my chosen instrument. You go to him. He is to bear my name before the Gentiles, before kings, and the children of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Saul is appointed to be that 13th apostle, the apostle to bear the name of Jesus. He will receive his sight, and he will receive it from Ananias and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And what does he do? He, well, goes with the Lord's stream and preaches to Christ in the synagogue that Jesus is the Son of God. And, as it turns out, the apostles... Uh, we find in Galatians 2, 8, and 9 that they perceived that the grace of God was with him and that he was, in fact, doing uh, what the Lord had given him to do. And that's what we ought to do. We come to the Gospel reading for today, and the Lord speaks about uh, the time of the re- regeneration. Yes, we live in this time of the new birth, the time of the regeneration. What does that mean? Well, for the apostles, they needed to know that the Son of Man is going to sit on his glorious throne and he is going to direct all things according to his plan as it is in the kingdom of God for his church. He desires that they would go and preach. Well, we too live in that time of the regeneration. I say to you that in the regeneration, there's going to be uh, the preaching of law, and gospel like Jeremiah, like Paul, uh, so also today. Titus 3, verses 5 through 7, speaks about this time of the regeneration, surely picking up upon it, where he says, It will be not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us through the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior. Having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. So, the law is to be preached, a righteousness that's not by works. The gospel is to be preached that according to mercy he has saved us, and living in this time of our regeneration, then being washed by the Holy Spirit, Uh, and receiving him who is poured out on us, we would lead righteous lives. Don't fight against, uh, kick against the goads, but instead, having been made an heir and a child of God, live as God's children in the place where he has placed you uh, and uh, according to the Lord's will. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Page 18 is the offertory. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a bright spirit. 
it within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Let us pray. We thank thee, O Lord Almighty, that thou didst raise up from the dead our Redeemer, Jesus Christ and show him openly unto witnesses chosen before of thee, who by him received grace and apostleship in the ministry to testify the gospel of thy grace unto the obedience of faith among all nations for his name's sake. We beseech thee of thy great mercy, keep us in the pure apostolic doctrine of the Holy Gospel, accompany the preaching of the word with the effectual working of thy spirit that we may be built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Help us to remember those who have spoken unto us the word of God and to follow their faith. Raise up at all times faithful witnesses of the truth and endue them with power from on high, that they may fearlessly confess thee before men and turn many hearts to thee. Rule thy people, with, the rod, with thy rod, the flock of thy heritage, with the staff of the good shepherd, that being kept by thy grace and power, we may at last obtain the end of our faith, even the salvation of our souls. And with all the saints, praise and glorify thee, world without end. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Dearly beloved, for as much as we purpose to come to the Holy Supper of our Lord Jesus Christ, it becometh us diligently to examine ourselves as St. Paul exhorteth us. For this holy sacrament hath been instituted for the special comfort and strengthening of those who humbly confess their sins and who hunger and thirst after righteousness. But if we thus examine ourselves, we shall find nothing in us but only sin and death, from which we can in no wise set ourselves free. Therefore, our Lord Jesus Christ hath had mercy upon us, and hath taken upon himself our nature, that so he might fulfill for us the whole will and law of God, and for us and for our deliverance suffer death and all that we by our sins have deserved. And to the end, that we should the more confidently believe this and be strengthened by our faith and a cheerful obedience to his holy will, 
he hath instituted the holy sacrament of his supper, in which he feedeth us with his body, and giveth us to drink of his blood. Therefore, whoso eateth of this bread, and drinketh of this cup, firmly believing the words of Christ, dwelleth in Christ, and Christ in him, and hath eternal life. We should also do this in remembrance of him, showing his death, that he was delivered for our offenses, and raised again for our justification, and rendering unto him most hearty thanks for the same, take up our cross and follow him. And according to his commandment, love one another, even as he hath loved us. For we are all one bread and one body, even as we are all partakers of this one bread and drink of this one cup. I will wash my hands in innocency, and so will I compass thine altar, O Lord, that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous works. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. The Lord be with you. your hearts, we lift them up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is meet and right so to do. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto Thee. O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty, Everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who built up the church on the foundation of the prophets and apostles in the unity of the Catholic faith by the work of the Holy Ghost. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, We laud and magnify thy glorious name, evermore praising thee and saying, O holy, O holy, holy Lord God of Sabaoth, Heaven and earth are full of thy glory. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he, blessed is he, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. 
Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take ye, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup, When he had supped, gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the remission of sins. This do as oft as ye drink it, in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. O Christ, the Lamb of God, that takest away the sin of the world. Have mercy upon us. O Christ, the Lamb of God, that takest away the sin of the world. Have mercy upon us. O Christ, the Lamb of God, that takest away the sin of the world, grant us thy peace.
takes further away. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to light and the Gentiles, and the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. We give thanks unto thee, Almighty God, that thou hast refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we beseech thee that of thy mercy thou wouldst strengthen us through the same in faith towards thee and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Amen.